capturing images of people across China, exploring its ever-changing lifestyles, and feeling the heartbeat of its villages, towns, and cities. This is selfie. This is selfie, giving you real-life stories in China. 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 Hello and welcome to Selfie. I'm your host Tony Reed. In this episode, we're going to talk about a special and adorable clay sculpture that represents the culture and customs of Beijing. The Mid-Autumn Festival is an important holiday in China, as it's a time when families can enjoy time together, either watching TV specials or going out into their courtyards to admire the moon. One recognized custom that marks this special occasion is to have mooncakes. Traditionally. Children in Beijing would have a ceremony where they worshipped a clay sculpture with a rabbit-shaped face and a human body. It's called Tuye, and is an incarnation of the Chinese mythological moon rabbit. Tuye is a cultural symbol of Beijing, and was inscribed on the China's intangible heritage list in 2014. It can be traced back to the late Ming Dynasty, about 400 years ago. Unfortunately, as time passed. Younger generations in the country have gradually forgotten this tradition, and simply see the sculpture as an ornament. Zhang Zhongqiang is a local Beijinger and the fifth generation of clay sculpture craft. He has seen how the art has developed, and says nowadays clay sculpture Tuya is about to be transformed, as some important cultural elements need to be changed to meet the demands of today's customers. In Zhang's 40-year vocation. He has been making efforts to introduce Tuya and the story behind it to larger audiences domestically and in the wider world. So, how is he going to deal with today's circumstances? China Plus's reporter Yang Yong has more. In downtown Beijing, Liulichang is one of the most famous cultural and historical streets. Many time-honored stores can be found in the area, and it's considered a hidden paradise for cultural enthusiasts who are looking for antiques, artifacts, paintings, calligraphies, and time-honored brands. Among them, one small shop is particularly eye-catching, with numerous colorful tuoye clay sculptures. All with a rabbit-shaped face and human body, they are not just ornaments for families, but cultural and historical icons of Beijing. Once inside, you find it hard to take your eyes off these delicate handmade ornaments. Each is unique, since it is dressed in different garments and wearing different accessories. The shop owner is called Zhang Zhongqiang, a local Beijinger in his fifties. He is the fifth generation of Beijing painted clay sculpture crafts, and has been devoting his life to making and promoting Tuoye to the people in China and the rest of the world. Tuoye has over 400 years of history. It is well documented in ancient literature and Spring Festival paintings, and we know it first appeared in the late Ming Dynasty. The earliest two sculptures made during the Qing Dynasty are currently preserved by the Palace Museum and Baiyun Taoist Temple. 
Tu means rabbit in Chinese, and Ye is literally translated as lordship, signifying people's respect. As this sculpture is the incarnation of the moon rabbit in Chinese folklore, Zhang explains why Tu Ye is so special to Beijingers. Traditionally, the Mooncake Festival was more important than Spring Festival, since it was family reunion time. Tourier figures were readily available about ten days before the festival started. Parents brought them home, and children worshipped them reverently when night fell. They would put five kinds of tributes in front of the figures, including candles, incense, fruit, cakes, and flowers. To show courtesy, we use the phrase "invite tourier" in Chinese instead of "purchase tourier." But why, you might wonder, would a clay ornament win such adoration for 400 years, and why do Beijingers have such strong emotional attachment to it? Zhang elaborates. 相传呀。It's said that Beijing once suffered an outbreak of plague, and it was a catastrophe that caused thousands of deaths. Chang'e was the moon goddess, and she sent her rabbit to come to Earth to cure this illness. The moon rabbit made a large number of cakes filled with medicine, but people refused his offer because they did not trust this stranger. The moon rabbit then came up with another idea. He dropped cakes into wells across the city so that people could access the cure by drinking water. After days and days of hard work, the moon rabbit was exhausted and fell over in front of a temple and passed out. The people began to realize they had misunderstood the moon rabbit, and that's why the clay sculptures began to be made to show people's gratitude to the moon rabbit. They then began to celebrate the moon festival by baking moon cakes. Appreciating the moon and worshiping Tuoye. In Zhang's shop, all the Tuoye sculptures are different and have their own characteristics. Many of them are carved into different animals, such as tigers, roosters, spotted deer, and elephants, because the moon rabbit rode the divine beast to get from the moon to earth. Zhang explains that the different animals have distinct allegories. The original Tuoye figure must be portrayed by an animal, because in the folklore, the moon rabbit was a deity and could not put his feet on the ground. Nowadays, fewer people know this story, so lots of the sculptures are seen without animals. Different animals stand for various good wishes. It is well known that tiger symbolizes the king of beasts, so it represents commander in the human world. So the tiger has a positive meaning and hints at a successful career. Deer in Chinese is lu, and its pronunciation is as same as another character that means hierarchy and wealth. Elephant is xiang in Chinese, and this pronunciation is very close to xiang. So the elephant makes people think about good fortune. The rooster is similar to the elephant and embodies luck as well. The Alamos are also painted in different colors, and this is not only for making Tuoye more attractive. Here we have Tuoye with red, black, and white tigers. It is said that Tuoye with a red tiger can exorcise evil spirits. The black tiger is a Beijingers' favorite because the god of wealth, Caishen, rides a black tiger as well. So it's believed to bring good fortune. The white tiger is used to commemorate the moon rabbit as it came. 
came to Earth to help people defeat diseases. And doctors nowadays often wear white coats in hospitals. So the white tiger is a symbol of health. As well as riding animals, Tuye is often engraved with flowers, like the peony, a symbol of wealth, or the lotus, which signifies a wish for more children. As society has been developed, so have the demands for today's customers. The Tuye figures have changed to meet them. Zhang explains. The Tuye colors have become more diverse and brighter as younger generations like brighter ornaments. And then you can find Tuye is now acceptable without its animals. The change of the mouth shape is one example that the Tuye has been through an evolution. Originally, its mouth was more like a pointed triangle because it reflected the stateliness of the moon rabbit. But nowadays, Tuye makers make the mouth more like a cartoon shape. As a result, it has become more appealing. The changes of Tuye have triggered controversy. Some say tradition should not be abandoned, but others point out that everything needs to develop, and it's just not feasible to keep everything how it was a hundred years ago. John explains his perspectives on this. This has been quite a serious dispute. I hope people think about it based on why we need to make changes. Is it because of domestic customers or market demand? I think current toy makers are obliged to know about its original figure, cultural background, and historical value, and have a clear definition about traditional toy and toy products designed with fashionable creativity. It's important to have this capability, especially as an inheritor of this craft. I encourage art professionals to engage in creative designs of toy. As our society develops, it's inevitable for Tuye to develop as well, or it's possible it will vanish off the face of the earth one day. Getting attention from the public is fundamental for a cultural craft to continuously be passed down. Explore Chinese music from past to present. Probe China's splendid culture and history. But the history of flutes in this part of the world can be traced back even further, much further. Speak with influential figures of Chinese society. 1998 Asian crisis. This impact gradually come to China. Experience the lives of Chinese people. And those who call China home. I always had a dream of meeting China and coming to China and see this fantastic country. Selfie features China in an array of dimensions. To promote this traditional culture to larger audiences. Zhang Zhongqiang has begun teaching in a couple of primary schools in Beijing, and also teaches students in his community during the school holidays. His teaching methods are unconventional. Today, our class is about a traditional craft in Beijing, clay sculptures, and we are going to learn how to paint Tuoye, which is an adorable cultural figure from Beijing. I am holding a finished work. Please observe it and tell me what color it is. You can tell me one color in Chinese, and then the rest of you say it in English. Blue. 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 Blue
黄色，黄色的英文怎么说？知道吗？还有哪位同学呢？橘色。哦，橘黄色的英文怎么说？ Orange. 好的，这边的同学有吗？金色。金色的英文。Go. 啊，还有没有其他的颜色？红色。它的英文怎么说 ？Red。过年期间，你猜怎么着？张老师敢描绘。Spring festival is a significant holiday in the year, and it lasts for about two weeks. To have quality family time and celebrate this holiday, Beijingers often visit temple fairs, which are large open markets held for six days, and they can enjoy tasty food, drinks, and play games. Dealers seize this opportunity and sell Turier products there. A hundred years ago, local dealers would customarily greet customers or to get their attention. They sang songs to tell people what they were selling and why their products were worth buying. Now I'm going to show you how dealers one hundred years ago approached passersby. Hey, 小孩小孩你别急，到了场地儿，他就是急。人山人海来踩碎，踩了碎，吉祥如意长一岁，四季平安长一岁，你那聪明伶俐长一岁。过年的时候收了压岁钱了吗？对，来年多收压岁钱，它长一岁。小风车嘎嘎响，那大糖葫芦酸又脆。小兔爷他摆成山。他一摸兜里，哟，还有我父母给的压岁钱。Many say John's class is impressive and quite different from the usual teaching method. John explains why his class format is arranged like this. My class is not simply about instructing students how to paint clay sculptures. There is rich history and culture behind it. And I believe it is more important for students to know this. My job is to arouse their attention or help them find their interest. If they utilize this skill once in a lifetime and they are capable of doing it, then I think my class is meaningful. This class was held in Chunshuguan Residential Community in the Xicheng District in Beijing. Li Meng is a staff member at the community committee and is responsible for arranging the classes. She explains why painting clay sculptures is included in the curriculum. We hold this kind of class for students every summer and winter school holiday. We believe it can give children more opportunities to broaden their horizons and access many interesting things they probably wouldn't learn in school. It's beneficial for them to find what interests them. We added clay sculpture to our curricula because it's one of our intangible cultural heritages. I have received feedback from our students that they enjoy learning things from Mr. Zhang. While their children are in the class, their parents wait for them in a lounge outside. They explain why they send their kids to this class. I want to enrich the knowledge of my child and give her the chance to learn about our traditional culture. She's in her first year of elementary school, and we have had several classes here. She told me she likes it very much. 
My kid has shown an interest in drawing since she was little. Today's class is about painting clay sculpture, which is one of our traditional cultures in Beijing. I think it is necessary to learn something about our culture, especially when the content is closely related to her hobby. It is also hopeful to let my child find out what she is interested in after she's tried different classes. I don't force my child to attend extracurricular classes. I let her make the decisions. I knew many classes were offered during the winter school holiday. When I looked on the official page of the community committee on the WeChat platform, and I liked the class description, especially when I found out some of the teachers were inheritors of traditional culture. There are so many options. Like traditional customs, paper folding, or origami, and I thought they were great for people to learn. So I asked my granddaughter which one she wanted to do, and she said clay sculpture and origami. I respected her choice and helped her with the registration. Explore Chinese music from past to present. Probe China's splendid culture and history. But the history of flutes in this part of the world can be traced back even further, much further. Speak with influential figures of Chinese society. 1998 Asian crisis. This impact gradually come to China. Experience the lives of Chinese people. And those who call China home. I always had a dream of meeting China and coming to China and see this fantastic country. Selfie features China in an array of dimensions. Zhang Zhongqiang has also made efforts to promote two-year clay sculpture to overseas audiences. He says it functions like a cultural ambassador and effectively boosts friendship and understanding between countries. On January 28th this year, a week before the Spring Festival, an exhibition to promote Chinese intangible cultural heritage was held in Beijing. In attendance were envoys from more than 10 diplomatic missions in the city, including Canada, Singapore, India, Israel, Togo, and Japan. Zhang Zhongqiang brought a number of two-year sculptures and illustrated how to paint the sculptures. He has this good condition, has traditional culture. I noticed that this type of activity has been held more frequently in recent years, and relevant government sectors invite cultural inheritors to attend them. This shows that our government has put more emphasis on promoting our traditional culture, not only in the domestic region. But also to overseas countries, which is helpful in building cultural confidence. During the China-Africa Cooperation Forum held in September last year, a cultural exchange activity called the China-Africa Summer Camp and Carnival was held at Beijing Language and Culture University, one of China's most prestigious universities. Zhang took part. With an exhibition booth to show two-year to college students from 22 countries in Africa, including Ethiopia, Kenya, and Tanzania, Zhang said one of the African students' linguistic and artistic talents left him with a deep impression. He says the work done by these foreign students has inspired him. 
The reason why I attended this activity was because I hope people from different cultural backgrounds can get the opportunity to experience Chinese culture by painting clay sculptures, and then understand a bit about the essence of it. These African students were really into painting them. They waited in a long queue because they didn't want to miss the chance. I noticed that they integrated their own cultural elements into their painting. This is very interesting, as you can see Chinese and exotic cultural features perfectly mixed in one art piece. Zhang Zhongqiang has been helping to spread this culture to students in rural areas, who might not have so many teaching resources. 各个地方的同学们，你们好。今天呢，由我来讲一堂非常有意思的课程。This is a class recorded for a hundred village schools in sixteen provinces across the nation, in places as far as Gansu, Shanxi, and Sichuan. Beijing Normal University pioneered the program with a tech company called Beijing Street Road Science and Technology to help students from poor families get access to different traditional cultures, including clay sculpture, ancient poetry, Chinese opera, and music. It's part of a nation. Nationwide plan to speed up the process, aiming to get equal education for all. Zhang says his class has been the most popular among students, who gave him a score of 20 marks higher than average. Zhang reveals the secret to winning affection from students. It is easier for students from left-behind regions to accept my class. Because clay is something that they are familiar with, and can be easily found around their home, I taught them how to make a freshwater snail. They all know this animal, but they didn't know there's a famous children's folk song in Beijing which vividly describes the look of a snail and how it moves. So I sang this song to them. This is how the students become interested, and then I taught them how to make it. As they were from less developed areas, I also taught them the significance of confidence in life. I said, although you are not from a big city, you should still be proud of yourselves. I want them to find their own interests and grow their confidence from my class. The organizer has contacted me and told me they're going to run the program again this year, and I am on their list. Zhang is very pleased with his teaching style. He opens a notebook which contains several letters from students. The first one is from Lu Yuhan. I am glad that I chose your class. I heard many useful stories from you, and once I told them to my peers who hadn't heard them, I feel very proud. Another one is from Zhang Siyu. I understood one thing from learning things from you, which is concentration. When we paint, we only have one chance to color it, because there isn't another chance to modify it. This is what I achieved after one year of learning, and this is useful for my study and everything else in life. 
Zhang Zhongqiang says he will continue to devote himself to boosting the popularity of Tuye and clay sculpture, and spreading the culture behind it. He will use as many resources as he can get access to to help this culture flourish, and he hopes one day, whenever parents are selecting gifts for their children, that the Tuye clay sculpture would be their first choice. He also hopes that parents would tell its story to their children to preserve its legend for generations to come. For China Plus, I'm Yang Yong. With that, we come to the end of this episode of Selfie. For more stories about China and its people, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts. Just key in and search for Selfie. Please rate us because the more stars we get, the easier it will be for other people to discover the show. Bye for now. This has been a this has been a China Plus production. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free. If you have any comments about the episodes, just send us an email: podcast at cri dot com dot cn. We are also on Facebook and Twitter at China Plus News.